Hey folks, my name is Brendan O'Brien. I'm from Blue Light Consultancy. So what's the story behind my career? What's its history? Well, I'm about to share that with you. It's been a very special one. I hope you'll enjoy listening to it. There I was on top of a mountain in 1985. And little did I know that this would be the point that launched my career, my successful, amazing career as a police officer. I was in the mountains uh, in a place called Dovey, and this was part of the recruitment process to get into the police back then for the Cheshire Constabulary. Three days and two nights of being absolutely beasted uh, through a variety of exercises, crossing fast-flowing rivers, falling off oil drums backwards, blindfolded at 11 o'clock at night, speed hikes up and down mountains, swimming exercises, mental agility exercises, uh, an army assault course. And all of this led to being successful in joining the Cheshire Constabulary. Back then, I had no idea where my career was going to go. So after four years in Cheshire, uh, doing what I loved to do the most in my early 20s, which was just chasing the bad guys, locking up bad guys, making arrests, building up files, seeing them go to court, having the pride in, in knowing that I'd taken someone off the streets who was harming the community. Just absolutely amazing. I was promised a career that would lead to high-ranking position in Cheshire. I had lots of promise, but I was in my early 20s, and something else beckoned. It was the Bermuda police. I mean, if you're 24 years old and you've got the opportunity to go to the Bermuda to be a police officer, who's going to say no to that? And so I went to Bermuda, where I uh, started off in uniform, uh, and soon started to work out that actually the way to achieve something is not to wait for it to just happen to you. So I set my stalls out originally to join Marine Section because I thought whizzing around on a speedboat with the word police on it would just be an amazing job. But then I started to work out that actually the job that's the most fascinating one that's available is in Special Branch. And this is where I started thinking to achieve this I'm going to need to set my stall out. To achieve this, I'm going to have to do something on a daily basis that's going to take me closer to my goal, closer to my vision of what my career was going to be in the Bermuda Police. And that's when I started working out that if you just do one thing every day, if you just take one piece of action and make it your obsession, then you're going to be successful. So I was advised by other people that special branch, oh, you'll need to be about five years service before you can even think about getting into special branch. Two years, and I was there. Less than two years, and I was in special branch. And that was just absolutely amazing. I got to do some protection work with presidents of the United States, uh, with the Prime Minister of, uh, of the United Kingdom, um, working alongside the Secret Service, working alongside the Drug Enforcement Agency, uh, for the United States, uh, just incredible, incredible work. But I also realised that the longer I stay out there, the longer into my 50s I'm going to have to work if I indeed I was to return to the UK. And so after three incredible years in Bermuda, I came back to the police service in the United Kingdom and thought, let's try something new. Goodbye, Cheshire. Hello, Greater Manchester Police. And uh, my, I still remember... Quite clearly, my first night uh, in Withingshaw, in South Manchester, on a night shift, my first duty in GMP, thinking, oh my goodness, what have I done? So my career progressed until I got to the rank of sergeant and I started thinking, where do I want my career to go? 
what do I really want to specialize in? Okay, it's fantastic. Chasing the bad guys, locking them up. Um, later on in my career, I'd start really advancing that, taking on some of the organized crime gangs. But I needed to have a niche, really, something that wasn't just going to be success for me, but was something that was going to be absolutely fulfilling. So that became something that was really important to me. And I think that's something that's important to everyone. Sometimes I think people confuse success with achieving what it is they want to achieve. And then they get there and find that actually it's empty because it's success without fulfillment. And so I started to work out what was really fulfilling for me. And the thing that really, really made me proud, the thing that sort of made me tingle almost with goosebumps when things worked out perfectly was supporting people, helping people, enabling people especially student officers, those who had just joined the service, who, like me, several years before, were just a little bit lost, wondering, where am I? What am I doing? What on earth is all of this that's going on around me in this this very, very almost secretive at times police world? Um, and that's when I decided, yes, that's what I'm going to do. I went to become a trainer at the district training centre, picked up training qualifications, um, Eventually, that led to me training trainers and training the assessors of trainers. And this is something that really ticked the boxes for me. Uh, this was something incredibly fulfilling. Hundreds and hundreds of people enabled, supported, coached by me, all going on to do incredible things. Some of them now are superintendents, chief superintendents. One of them is an assistant chief constable. So they moved on, they did incredible things, and these were individuals who held on to their values, they held on to what they believed in. This is something I believe very strongly in, and it's something that they did, and I, I'm very proud of the fact that I enabled them to do it. So I carried out a number of roles after that, got promoted to inspector. One of my um, most precious moments in my career was as a neighbourhood inspector, because I could apply a lot of the techniques I was building up and a lot of the theories I was developing um, from other people's theories um, to communities. So I was treating the community now as someone, as a thing that needed enabling and supporting. But the thing that got in the way in some of these communities was organised crime. And so I set my stall out uh, with my team, with partners, to completely destroy, in a very legal and ethical way, the organised crime syndicates. And this is the thing that really, really was fulfilling about my role as a police officer, that opportunity to enable and support communities to be the best versions of their community that they could be. How fulfilling was that? Oh, my goodness. Some of my most precious moments as a police officer were from my time in neighbourhood policing. And this is when I started really developing um, a lot of principles that I could apply to policing that were from other sectors, such as the health sector, with motivational interviewing, um, community building, asset-based community development, appreciative inquiry, um, using skills that I developed as a trainer around neuro-linguistic programming, um, various coaching skills, uh, how to develop people, how to enable people, debriefing skills, Kolb's experiential learning cycle. All of this was getting brought in, and it enabled us as a team to completely wipe out the organised crime syndicates and at the same time, alongside that, it enabled us to build and enable community so that there were really, really strong examples of what a community could be if it's firing on all four cylinders, if it's being the best version of itself that it could ever be. 
And this, my friends, led to me ultimately thinking it's time to move on. It's time to do something incredibly exciting. I'm not quite sure what that exciting thing is, but this led to me setting up Blue Light. And here we are now to talk about the next chapter about Blue Light. What happened after I retired? Actually, the story starts before I retired. So I had business interest approval to set Blue Light up and start to apply all of that learning. This is like three decades worth of learning, which I could start applying to help other people achieve to become the best versions of themselves. And back then I knew it would have to have something to do with policing because that's my niche. That's the thing that I understood inside and out. And so I set my stall out to... Um, help develop others and back then I wasn't quite sure how I was going to do it I had a small Twitter following of about 100 people so I thought I'd just ask them so I put a message out and said how can I support you what can I do to help you on your journey as a police officer because that's where I thought I was originally going to direct my efforts but what happened was a group of special constables in GMP shouted back on Twitter and said, actually, we need some help with the recruitment process. We find it confusing. We're not quite sure where to go for that support, for that help. Is this something you could help with? I took a look at the recruitment process and soon worked out that it had nothing to do with being on the Welsh mountains. It had changed, it had morphed, it had become something that actually was almost fairly mechanistic and wasn't really looking for the true values and the, the true authentic, real authentic and emotional self that those individuals were with lots to offer and this is what was confusing them they believed that the recruitment process would be looking for their values who they are what's special about them but actually it's just i just started to work out it's just like sats at school when you've done sats and you've worked out that sats is just about learning how to pass sats do the sats pass the sats and then move on to the next part of your education i started to work out that the police recruitment process was just that something that you could help prepare people for, almost in a robotic way, really, very much like SATs. You do these things and you will pass. And so I took all of that learning from three decades, all the different models, theories, communication models, structures, approaches, and I put them together in a structure that would, I believed, enable those individuals to pass. So I ran a workshop for them. Four special constables from Greater Manchester Police attended that first workshop. Oh my goodness, I was so nervous before I ran it. What am I doing? What qualifies me to do this? But I ran it and it was exciting and they were excited and they all went off and they all passed their assessment centre and one of them, oh my goodness, she got an amazing score. This was someone who had approached me just a couple of days before I ran this workshop because I only had three, three people originally. And she approached me and said, I've, I've got my assessment centre coming up. Um, I really don't think I'm going to be able to pass it. I just don't know what I'm going to do. I've got, I mean, I'm not going to share who she was or anything about her name or anything like that. She was dyslexic. And she thought the world was against her. And this was her dream. Oh, my goodness. She got one of the highest marks I have ever seen. And this was when I thought, this is interesting. Let's do another one. And so I ran another one for us, another small group of special constables. They all passed as well. And then some PCSOs and specials in the Cumbria Constabulary heard about what I was doing on Twitter. 
reached out to me and I went up to Cumbria and ran a workshop for 25 PCSOs and specials. By now, it become a day-long workshop because one of the things I've always done is I've always reflected on everything I've done to support people and tried to work out what I can do to improve it. And so I now filled it with a whole day. And I can still remember standing proudly with them. All these individuals, all so fired up to join the service. It was a dream, and I helped them achieve it. All but one of them. One of them failed, and he bounced back. He stuck with me. Six months later, he went back and he passed. That's when I realized that, actually, there's something here that's very special, something here that I can offer people that's special, that's going to help have this amazing impact on their lives. And it was giving me the same feeling I had when I supported student officers all those, all those years ago. That same sense of pride, that same self sense of worth, if I'm honest. You know, it, it made me feel like I was doing something outside of the police service that was deeply fulfilling. Because there's, there's nothing more amazing than getting a message from someone to say, I've passed, I've succeeded. Often people will say, I couldn't have done it without you. Well, the thing is, they might have. They might have. But what I've given them is a confidence to be able to succeed first time. We don't do try it out this time, have a go, see what happens, and then the next time you'll be successful. What I like people to have as a mindset is that I've got all the tools, I've got everything I need to succeed first time. So how do we do that? How do I achieve that? Well, it's through a variety of different um, approaches now. Um, not just my seminars, uh, which is what I started off doing, but now I've got a range of online courses, one-to-one um, -one coaching sessions, which are incredibly intense, incredibly revealing. Probably about half the time involves some tears as someone discovers something about themselves that they've never really knew about. And this especially works well when we're preparing people for the final interview. So the assessment process to get into the police, the National Assessment Centre, the Day One Assessment Centre, can be quite mechanistic, quite, can be quite robotic. I train people there to pass that by not being themselves and by acting completely unnaturally. And then for most forces, there's a final interview. And that's where you're going to be interviewed by someone like me, someone who is a serving police officer, a serving inspector, someone who wants to know who the real, authentic and emotional you is. So I take people on a journey, and often that journey can be quite self-revealing in terms of people finding out something new about their values or what they stand for or a moment in their past that they're very proud of, so proud of, that it brings them to tears. And this helps people succeed because when they bring out that true, real and authentic and emotional self into an interview situation, they help share something about their journey, help share something about how special they are and, and why the police service absolutely needs them. I hear all sorts of stories of the inspectors who are interviewing them uh, talking about, oh, there's a bit of dust in the air, or oh, it's uh, oh, oh, sort of wiping something from their eye. And I've gone all glassy-eyed because the story has been so real, so authentic, so emotional. And this is what helps get people through. And so um, it's not just about those courses. It's not just about the support. It's not just about the webinars that I run. It's not just about the guidance, the additional videos I provide for my clients, the additional scripts something else happened which I really wasn't ready for which is just something that's so amazing uh, Blue Light has now turned into a community so three or four years ago I set up a Facebook group it just had one person in it when I started me 
Um, now, three or four years later, it's got just under 9,000 people in it. And when you're watching this, it's probably going to have more. An incredible community of individuals aspiring to join the police. But the, this is something... This is something that's absolutely fascinating. It's just something amazing, something that I never dreamed would happen. So they use that Facebook group to help support each other, and I help support them with difficult questions or uh, something that they might be going through that they're not sure about. I'm always there. I'm always on hand to answer questions and provide some guidance and support. But 95% of the support comes from the rest of the community. People tend to stick around. The group now has thousands of people in it who are serving police officers, who are giving something back to help others uh, to stage, they may be just two or three years into their journey, but they're helping others now to succeed in the recruitment process. Uh, we've got about 100 mentors. Um, who These are people who give up their time to help others, to help inspire others in the Facebook community, in the Blue Light Facebook community. And in turn, because they give up their time to help others, I give up my time to help them, to help them achieve the next stage of the journey, which is to have this amazing and fulfilling career. So that on the day they retire with honour or resign with honour, they can look back on their career, as I did when I retired. I looked back on my career and just thought, that was absolutely amazing. Because none of this is going to happen by happy accident. The thing I learnt all of those years ago several years after spending some time in the Welsh mountains thinking, is this how you join the police? I started to work out that the thing that you need to do on a daily basis is take action to take yourself closer to the thing that you want to achieve and build up that momentum and build up those successful habits, those habits that are going to lead to you being successful so that on the day you retire or resign with honour, you're going to look back on your most amazing career. So that's what I do for them now. They're giving up their time for other members of the Blue Light community. I give up my time for them to help support them, to help enable them. Just over 100 mentors. We've got more mentors than most police forces have. I've not come across a police force yet that has over 100 mentors that are active within the force supporting other members. There's something else interesting has happened now as well. So the Facebook group now has members of force HR teams in it. And they will openly try and poach people, actually, from other forces uh, to come and join their force. And starting to do work now with other police forces like Nottinghamshire Constabulary, uh, supporting their positive action candidates to so that the police service in Nottinghamshire can become more legitimate and, and seem more like it, the community that it's meant to be a part of, as opposed to seeming as though it's apart from it. So where else is Blue Light going to go? Well, I'm not quite sure at this moment in time. I've got this vision that it's, it's almost like a movement now, helping people, enabling people, supporting people to be the best versions of themselves that they can be, not just in their career, but outside of their career, developing their skills within the career that they can take outside the career. What it's going to be in a few years' time, I don't know, but I'm hoping that you're going to join me on this journey as I share with you the questions that people ask, the things I learn that I can share with you, the ideas I have, the ideas other people have. Most of the ideas I have stem from people asking me questions. So I'm going to share with you the answers to those questions to help you, to enable you to have this most amazing career in the police service, to succeed in the recruitment process, and then once you've got that warrant card in your pocket, to dream big, 
to dream big, to help enable you to have this incredible career that you're going to be so proud of. You're going to squeeze every special moment out of that career, as I did. I worked in three different police forces, working for the Bermuda Police. I mean, how amazing was that? Uh, but how amazing was it also to work in some of the most challenging parts of Greater Manchester to help communities there to be the best versions of themselves that they can be? To change lives, to change lives and know that you've been part of that change. I've got so many clients out there who send me messages, tell me stories about times as serving officers that they've helped to enable others to change their lives, to turn them around. So we can have those moments that we're proud of. This is a movement now. Join me on this movement. Join me on this journey as I share with you how you can have that amazing career, how you can do all of these things for yourself to give you the tools to enable you to one day in 20 years time 30 years time whatever it might be to look back on your career and think that was amazing so i hope you're going to tune in it's going to be once a week uh, if you've got any questions at all then um fire away let me know what those questions are and i'll i'll share those questions with others i'll share that learning um, and become part of the community. Please do join the community. Oh, you're missing out on so much if you don't. Every day I'm just amazed at the amount of input into that community, the amount of support that each other is providing for each other. Oh, my goodness, it's so special. It's far more than I ever believed it would be. So what are you going to get out of these podcasts in the future? Well, I'm going to share with you why Blue Light is so successful and how it enables people like you to succeed, to become the best version of yourself that you can be, to succeed in being a police officer and beyond. So one of the things I'm going to invite you to do now is to subscribe to this podcast so that by the wonder of whatever technology is behind it, every time I release another podcast, you'll get notification that there's one there waiting for you with some very special messages, some incredible learning for you to help you succeed at the next stage of your career. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye for now. Blue light.